Hello, I'm your host, Braylon Williams, and welcome back to another episode of Enneagram Start Podcast. For my faithful listeners, thank you once again for listening. For new listeners, I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, today, I, I just want to cover the wings of the heart triad. Um, it's a very light episode, uh, similar to last week's episode, but with types two, three, and four who make up the heart triad. start off by talking about everything that you need to know about the wings of the Enneagram. Um, so there are a total of 18 wings, um, two wings for each of the nine types. Um, and what are wings? Wings are the subdominant type of each of which you exhibit traits um, of, again, everyone has traits of all nine Enneagram types, um, but we all have a core type. For me, my core type is type eight. Um, and uh, with that, the wings of your core type complement your core type. It, it can add important or it can add contradictory um, elements to your personality. Uh, like I said, for me, for example, I'm an eight. My wing type can either be a seven or a nine. And, and depending on which theory you support, and I'll talk more about the different um, wing theories that there are later on in this episode, but for right now, I just want to focus on the basic understanding of wings. And so uh, to do this, I want to aid, I want to use the aid of this uh, analogy that I found when I was reading a blog post entitled, All Your Questions About Enneagram Wings Answered. Um, this post was written by Julianne Isler. Um, and in my opinion, um, this is probably the best and easiest way to explain wings okay and no not chicken wings oh, even though I, I do like some chicken wings uh, fried chicken uh, 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 oh, i'm starting to get hungry just thinking about chicken <laughs> but i don't know if how, how this is going to work in talking about wings and for three episodes but um anyway here, here's the analogy the analogy is this think of a community of nine different houses you spend most of your time inside your own house which is your foundation you understand its basic structure, its inner workings, what the best parts are, and also where any baggage may be stored away. You then make friends with neighbors and start spending time at their house. Um, there you pick up traits and qualities that they possess, which depending on the person can range from being heavily influencing to minimally influencing. But the next time you face a challenge or have to make a big decision, you may resort to pulling from your neighbor's toolbox to help you cope, whether it's positively, positive, positively or negatively. Um, and I just really love that analogy because it's so true. And so let me break it down for you. So, like I said, from for an eight, that's my found. That's my house. But I can spend time in the house of a seven and next time I come with a challenge, I might pick toolbox from their toolbox. But with that being said, there are two important things that you need to know about wings. Um, 
and the biggest is this while your core type never changes eight that never changes your seven core type that never changes your one that never changes while, while that can change the while that never changes excuse me while that never changes your um wings can change depending on your season of life on the season of health you're in um so for me right now and which is 90 percent of the time i'm i'm always a wing seven there have been small moments that i can see myself um where i was a wing nine um but for the most part i'm head on wing seven um so again it'll make more sense than how that happens when I explain the theories a little bit. But the second thing I want you to note is that while you pick up aspects of your wing that impact your personality, um, that never takes you away from your core type. So you cannot be just your wing. You have to be, okay, an eight and a wing. Or you can't just be, all right, I'm a wing seven. All right. Um, you can't be just an eight, which will not fully enforce the um, great qualities of the Enneagram because you won't really understand yourself fully. So it really, it's only just, just going by your core type only, only allows you to see only part of the um, understanding that the Enneagram has through knowing your type and your wing. So um, it's possible to go only by your type core type and which many people some people do but i highly encourage you that you really um know your wing too and whichever when it might be in this point in your life um because that will help you understand more all right i'm an eight who is very you know this but since i have wing seven personality traits i like to stay curious in nature which that has happened a lot um there was one time um i was I think I told the story before on this on this podcast, but there was there was one time I was um, location scouting for an event I was hosting, and it, this was at a park. And I've been to this park many times, but I never actually walked the trail of, of the park. And so it turns out there are parts of this trail that I never discovered. And um, turns out that day, without any preparation, without any stretching, I walked a total of six miles. <laughs> to and from my car. Uh, let's just say after that six miles with no stretching, uh, I was sore for about two days. And even now, sometimes I can still feel the soreness of that six mile walk in my booty cheeks every now and then. It's like, oh gosh, never do that again. <laughs> but anyway, like that's just, I say all that to say you cannot have a wing type without having a core type. Um, and before I explain how you can find your wing, I, I want to talk about, let, let's talk about the theories. And so there are two major theories. The first theory is that while your two wings are subdominant to your core type, you have a dominant wing depending on your level of health. This is the um, theory that most people support. This is the theory that I support. Um, so th this is the most accepted theory. Uh, and this is why you hear people say uh, they're an eight wing seven or a two wing one or a five wing six. Um, and for the person who says they're a five wing six, their four wing might become more dominant in a couple years. I wouldn't say years, but it might become, they might become a five wing four in a month or so down the road, just because that's the level of health they are, that that's the season of life they're in, uh, where they're taking on more qualities of adapting and coping from the toolbox of a, having a wing four rather than having a wing six. 
but then they can switch back to that wing six uh, if needed because your core type is who you are, is you know your main personality, but your wings are how you are, like I said, tools and ways to help you cope with different life situations uh, in addition to your core type. And uh, so wings can change, um, especially by this theory. But um, the second wing theory is, which is the lesser accepted theory is that we don't have a dominant wing and that we're always operating in a 50% of each wing. So for this theory, someone who believes this theory, um, if I believed in this um, theory, um, it would be, okay, so my core type is an eight, I can have either a seven or a nine wing. Well, I have both of them and I'm always operating 50% seven wing and 50% nine wing um, along with my core type eight. And so, like I said, that second theory is the lesser um, um, accepted theory, but uh, it is possible and it is a theory out there that some people accept. Um, I, I tend to, I, I like the first theory more because it, it really shows how um, dynamic life is and how one moment you can really be just drawing information and tools and resources from one side of life. But in another season of life, you might not need those tools. So you go to a different side of life. Um, so how do you find your uh, wing type? So if you took the an Enneagram test, which I highly recommend, um, the um, truity.com test it is probably one of the most accurate ones that I have found uh, um, that's free. Um, so it, your wing will be the highest percentage of the two numbers directly by your core. Again, I'm a type eight and this is, this is how I found out. Um, so type eight, I can either have a seven or a nine wing because those, those are two numbers directly beside an eight. Okay, which one has the highest percentage? For me, when I took the test, it was a seven. Like I said, at that time, it was a seven. And I mainly reside in a seven a lot, but I have noticed moments in life where I became a nine wing, whether it's for a couple of weeks or a month or so, because um, it's possible for that wing to change. But typically, the higher percentage wing is the wing that you reside in most of your life. So it's the most dominant wing, and which goes along with that theory of we have one dominant, we have one subdominant sub wing, um, but it kind of flip-flops throughout life. Um, but I took that test in 2020, and it, like I said, since then I have noticed only moments where I've become a nine wing, and not really where, uh, all right, me being eight wing nine has really been the force of life uh, for, like I said, 90% since taking the test and, and getting to the Enneagram, I, I've really just seen more eight wing seven qualities than I have eight wing nine qualities in myself. So it's really more of a, uh, depending where you are in your wing, it's really, again, a seasonal life thing. It's a health level thing of the Enneagram. And it's a observational thing. Where do you see yourself? How are you dealing with life's demands? Are, are you becoming a piece for me? Or am I in difficult situations or am I not taking sides because I just don't feel like I, so it really just depends um, on you, each individual case by case, seasons of, seasons of life and health levels according to the Enneagram. And so um, again, I always, so, like I said, there are some very reliable tests out there, but I will always recommend that you have someone 
who um, is very fluent in the Enneagram really help you understand the Enneagram more because while tests are right, um, the Enneagram operates on your core motivations. And so you can't always get the true picture of understanding your core motivations through a test. Um, so that's why it's important to have someone else kind of type you per se. Um, not only because of that, but also if someone else types you well, then you don't have self-bias in there. So you're not saying, oh, I really don't like that quality by myself. So I'm going to leave that quality out and say, oh, I'm not that type. Or I really like this quality by myself more than I like this quality. So I, I want to go with this type because it fits me more. You just eliminate the self-bias that you could have if you just type yourself and without taking a test or having someone, having a secondary source person typey per se so assess you um so but yeah that, that's kind of the basics of the um enneagram wings how to find it um two of the most accepted theories of the enneagram wings um so yeah again your wing is the first number on either side of your core type and for type twos they can either be one or three wing Type threes can be either a two or four wing, and type fours can either be a three or five wing. All right. And so let's talk specifically about the wing combinations of the heart track. So let's start off with two wing ones. Cool. Two wing ones are known as the servant. They are deeply empathetic and caring individuals who um, find fulfillment in the happiness of other people, and they find fulfillment in the well being of other people. Uh, common career paths for Two wing ones include counselor, veterinarian, nurse, and school psychologist. The counterpart to two wing one, the two wing three, uh, also known as the host or hostesses, um, are outgoing and productive organizers. Two wing threes thrive on connecting people together and being a part of a group. Uh, they thrive in the careers such as public relations, entertainment, customer service, and nonprofit leader um, are just a few common career paths for um, two wing threes. But what about core type three? All right, so let's start off with three wing twos. Three wing twos are known as the charmer. Um, I mean, this name should not come to a surprise to any of us. I mean, you have the core personalities of type threes who, you know, front and center, uh, you know, they like attention and coupled with the personalities of the helper. So I'm an attention person who's going to uh, charm you into letting me help you. So you notice me it's, it's, it's like that. All right. I'm gonna help you. So I get those type of thing. Um, but anyway, two wing, three, three wing twos, they are socially savvy and popular go-getters who enjoy meeting new people and they enjoy networking events all right um, common career paths for three wing twos include advertising um, event planning broadcasting entertainment and entrepreneurship uh, i mean come on you gotta be charming if you want to be an entrepreneur i know that from experience because if you're not you don't get the sales all right um, my voice cracked a little bit there this is what I get for recording this episode in the very early hours of the morning after being up since two o'clock. All right. It's, it's been a busy, productive, but rough morning. All right. <laughs> uh, 
All right, three wing fours though are known as the professional. The professional people are three wing fours. They are driven. They are organized. They are quote unquote bosses uh, who are always on the go with a new business idea and new project. All right, they find great joy in efficiency and rewards. Three wing fours thrive in careers such as law marketing, business, politics, and finance. And lastly, but not least, the wing combination is for the four core type, all right? Four wing threes, also known as the aristocrat. Uh, aristocrats are charismatic and individualistic artists with a sense of wonder about the underlying beauty in nature. Sounds so poetic, does it not? Um, they're also, they also have a sense of wonder for the um, spectrum of human emotions. All right. So, I mean, it just to me, four wing threes sound like a living poem, poem, poem. I cannot talk. Poem. <laughs> they sound like a living poem. Uh, you know, they just, you know, th this underlying seeking for the sense of wonder of the beauty of nature and the spectrum of human emotions just just sounds like something you'll hear in a poem all right and it just it sounds poetic to me I don't, I don't know about you but it sounds poetic to me okay don't act me that's that's how i feel all right <laughs> but anyway comic career paths for four wing threes include entertainment broadcast journalism Photography, fitness instructor, and motivational speaker. The counterpart for Wing 5, aka the Bohemian, are intense and artistic creators on a mission to use self-expression and to highlight the universality of the human condition. Now that sounds like, uh, I don't even know what you can qualify as. Kind of, like, kind of sounds like poetic justice there. Kind of sounds like right, a sci-fi novel for the better good of the human. Um, kind of gives me a brave new world by Aldous Huxley vibes, honestly. Uh, so it, it's just great. Common careers for four-wing fives include writing, music, graphic design, and literature. All right. And now that you know the wing combinations of the heart triad, I want to issue the same challenge that I issued in the last episode. And it is first, notice the positive qualities of your wing and find ways that are unique to you as an individual that will amplify those positive, positive qualities. Um, and the second part of this, this challenge is that you take note of both the positive and the negative qualities of your wing combination and, and learn how it is affecting your engagement with other people. How is it affecting how you engage with your friends, your family, strangers? Just take note, write it down, journal it, mentally take note of it. Um, let it be a guiding point of how you become a better person. I'm so glad that you have chosen to come along with me in another season of Restoration. Season one was so great. 
And I think that in the second season, uh, it's important to focus on relationships. And so I also want to challenge you in the second season that you'll be intentional about showing love to your significant other, family, and friends. It's official. Enneagram Restore Podcast is now on Instagram. Go give us a follow at Enneagram Restore. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? There's just one more episode before we kick off the Reconnected Relationship Series, all right? I, I Somebody get married. This is probably horrible, but blah, 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 blah. if you can't tell, that, that was a horrible, horrible air horn. But um, I'm, I'm excited. If you, I'm just, to bring back some old language, I'm giddy about this series. It is going to be fantastic. Um, but what is the Reconnected series, you might ask? The Reconnected series is a relationship series on how the Enneagram can be a bridge between your relational goals and the current reality of your relationships. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Don't miss uh, episode five will be the kickoff of this series. And episode five would be an interview with Meredith Boggs uh, on how to build a better marriage. All right. So I'm ready. It, I promise you, it's going to be great. Don't miss it. it I'm, 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 I'm excited. I don't know. I just like, what, 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 what? Can, can we just fast forward to that? Can, can we get there? Uh, I'm excited. The Reconnected series is going to be amazing. Don't miss it. Well, that is it for this week. That is it for the heart triad wing combinations. But you know, as as I was recording that promo for the Reconnected series, it, it, it I, I just thought to myself, I'm a one person podcast. How much energy can I bring to these episodes that seem to be nothing but information? How can I make information sound fun? And I think. And hopefully I do that. Ho- hopefully you're just not listening to this podcast and being bored. But hopefully you-, you feel some of my chaotic energy coming out. Because I promise you, there's a lot of chaotic energy. Especially in this episode. Because I have been up since 2 a.m. And, all right? Because I could not really sleep last night. So I was like, you know what? I, w- I woke up at 2. Tried to go back to sleep for an hour. Couldn't go back to sleep. So I got up at 3. It's like, you know what? I got some things to do. Let's get to it. So I have been going at it since 3 a.m. Uh, and have not stopped yet. So hopefully you can sense my chaotic energy in these episodes. And I know it can seem a little bit boring at times because I am a one-person show just giving information. But hopefully that energetic, chaotic, I promise you, this information is not boring. But it is very chaotic, especially with me talking because... I, 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 it's like squirrel <laughs> but anyway um, thank you again for listening um, don't miss next week's episode it will be the last episode in this mini series about the wing combinations um, covering the same information but with the hair triad with types 5, 6, and 7 alright all right. and like I said always remember the Enneagram doesn't define you but it does bring restoration. It helps reshape your thinking and habits. 